Welcome everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host Jordan, and sitting across from me here is my excellent co-host Daniel. Hello, hello. So today we're talking the new Triple Frontier, starring Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac. So sit back, relax, grab a drink, and let's go steal a crap ton of money. Cheers. Cheers. Well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. This week was Daniel's week to bring in a beer. Daniel, what did you bring for Drink and Tell? All right, so this week I just kind of grabbed something random off of uh, local beer store shelves, something that we had never had before. But this is from Single Hill Brewing. I guess they're in Yakima, Oregon, which I've never been. It's in Oregon, but it's like seven hours away. Jeez, opposite corner. That's what it, yeah, I think so. But it is called the Cohesive Forces. There we go. Cryo Hopped Hazy IPA. And honestly, it kind of has like a an apple taste to it. A little bit. But mm. I'd, I'd never had anything from them, but this is delicious. Yeah, you know, you're kind of right about that. I can kind of taste it in the background of it. Not like a cider apple taste, but just kinda... no, 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 not like a cider. That's good, though. Very I, fruity. Yeah, it's a really good hazy. Well, cool. Well, thanks for bringing that in. Woohoo! All right. Well, why don't we get into our weekly look back segment? Did you see anything outside the main movie this week? I did not see anything else outside of the main movie this week. I just, for some reason, was real busy this week. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything until really late at night, so I mainly just watched some Wonder Years and MASH, two great shows on Hulu right now. But yeah, unless you want to hear me talk about the first half of Fast Time for Virtual on High, which I watched last night. I know where that movie is. Yeah, we'll save it for when I finish it. But yeah, I don't know. it was kind of funny. I, the other night, I was uh, just talking to a couple of random folks I ran into, and we just started quoting. I don't know how it came up. We started quoting it like crazy. So last night, I get home at like 2 in the morning. And I'm like, I'm going to watch Fast Times. All right. Yeah, so I mean, last time I saw it, we saw it in theaters. Yeah, which was amazing. But yeah, we'll talk about it some other time when I actually finish it. So, why don't we move into movie news here? Take it away, Daniel. Today in movie news, we've got a few big things that came up, but let's move through some uh, some quick news. Uh, so, first thing up is, it's something that Jordan especially has been really excited about, but they finally put out a Once Upon a Time in Hollywood poster, Woo-hoo! which is the Tarantino movie starring Brad Pitt. And Leonardo DiCaprio, and it's just a simple poster, just standing. Yeah, I gotta admit, the poster looked just okay. Like, it looks like a rush poster. Like, we need a poster up by tomorrow. Like, in the next hour, we need this done. Because it, it, you could tell it had, like, three layers to it. The background, Hollywood Hill, that's kind of blurred. The yeah. car, and then Brad Pitt and DiCaprio. And you could tell none of it was taken at the same time. Now, I don't know, like, a lot about older movie posters do you think it might be supposed to be like an homage uh, i don't know i'd have to actually check it's it a, out it's definitely um, a teaser poster just saying these two are going to be in a movie this summer right and but the yeah main i think it could have is... been a, it could have been a little better but you know i'm sure there'll be better posters as the movie approaches i hope so though that's not even the good news though so yeah the poster is great and all that but know what that means and a trailer's coming up Woo! finally Hopefully. I mean, we assume so. Hasn't been announced at all yet, but they don't really announce nah, it's always, unless it's, it's the Super It's always Bowl. within a couple days, I feel like. 
I bet you by Thursday we'll get a trailer for this. Okay. Well, speaking of trailers, we had a few this week. First off, we had the Aladdin full reveal trailer, which, gotta say, for me, makes me a little bit more excited about this movie. Like, I wasn't super into it, but seeing more of it, it looks interesting. It's definitely piqued a lot more of my intrigue, and I I know this is one of the only live-action movies that I'm actually excited to see. Yeah, I gotta say, this new trailer they put out, piques my interest now like this makes this look like a watchable movie but the other teaser trailers eh, they were all right but this makes it look a good watchable movie and yeah the only thing i still have issues with is jafar like i'm just not sold on him again is his voice is just not menacing i know he, he it seems like he's gonna be more conniving like never like out well at least i guess he's not outwardly like cruel until he's he's kicking his plans into actions to anybody He's only really menacing, but when he's by himself. So maybe that's it, because the only sound clips we've heard is him talking to Aladdin. So may- maybe that'll change. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, what did I see in the trailer? Like, I I gotta say, Will Smith's genie. I'm liking it. I think it looks good. Looks better than the teaser for sure. Um, I did like how he kind of. The jokes that he made just like make you a prince. There's a lot of gray area in there. Yeah, just like was... I can make you a prince, and he summons like some prince on the cliff. Is like, can you want to see my palace? Well, and I was almost wondering like if, and I'm wondering if he'll do this in the movie because you know how like Robin Williams, Robin Williams, genie did all these like you know well, I guess it's in the future and there t- from their time, but futuristic classic characters like Jack Nicholson from whatever I don't know. Anyway, he did Jack Nicholson. He did a couple other, you know, like characters from art. Uh, I'm trying to blind to all these. I don't know. I could not tell you. I think he did like a talk show host. Yeah. Anyway, famous people from our time back then. And we kind of. Anyway, I'm kind of thinking that. maybe he'll flash through a few princes and one of them will be Prince the Musician. Oh, that'd be fun. That would be hilarious. I like that. We'll I'm, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that'd be a lot of fun. I don't know. I, I liked that. The songs. Look like they'll be cool. I am, I think, most excited to see how they're going to make that big extravaganza as they're like, parading through town look. I'm excited. I think that'll probably be where they will probably put the most attention in like making a huge scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I like what I see. It, it Again, this trailer definitely makes the movie come around and look very watchable. And I'm definitely looking forward to checking it out. What other trailers were there? Okay. I know you got a huge one, but what's something before the huge one? Well, I have a smaller trailer, which I had you watch before the show. I had I debated bringing it into the show because it's technically a straight-to-DVD release, but it's well, one I'm of the... I'm glad D- you did. Yeah, it's a DC animated movie, and they're making Batman versus the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, I think it was an IDW comic crossover. Well, so, so I got to say, I, I think it was yesterday I saw this on YouTube. I just saw the thumbnail, and I thought, oh, that's kind of... Well, at first I was like, what? I'm like, then I'm like, oh, that's kind of funny, but then I I didn't click on it for some reason. I think you kind of just think it's going to be like real little kiddish, which I mean, well, I, I figured it's like some fan made thing and I'll check it out later. Right. But then you showed me today. I'm like, that actually looks like it could be pretty entertaining. I know. I mean, like they have now I've heard people say that the, the art style for at least the turtles looks like the art style from the comics. Now I haven't read the comics, so I can't confirm that, but you know, like the turtles look a little bit different than, I mean, obviously like the '80s turtles that you're most familiar with. Right, they do look like the comic turtles a little bit brought to the cartoon, so that's cool. Okay. And I gotta say, as a cartoon, this will definitely could definitely work. Definitely wouldn't work as a live action movie, but hey, as a cartoon, you can do a lot more things like this. Oh yeah, so I'd be curious to see this. I, I'm looking forward to Batman fighting the Shredder. Yes, 
Yeah, we saw a lot of cool Batman classic characters too. We'll just see Penguin, Ra's al Ghul, Joker. Oh, uh, uh, Harley was in there. Harley. I was think in they there. did a, a quick shot of Mr. Freeze. Uh, I missed that one. But then Shredder, we saw Shredder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, whenever this comes out, hopefully it's available on some streaming service. I want to see it. Oh, I mean, if it's not, I'm probably going to buy it so we can watch it together. Oh, perfect. <laughs> perfect. Well. Should we discuss that big trailer that dropped last week? I think it dropped like a day or two after our episode came out. Yep, we were waiting for it, and they delivered a new and sounds like the final Endgame trailer. Now, I've heard a lot of mixed reviews. I heard a lot of people like saying like it looks like a fan-made trailer, just as all like the homages to the old movies. But, you know, I think that worked for me. I liked how it was black and white for a little bit, only showing like red. Yeah, I think that was pretty powerful stuff they did. Yeah, it had its effect for sure. I think so. It just shows like it highlights the history and where all these characters are now. We saw some new stuff. I mean, trying to think. I mean, you saw some like all the color shots were from like the new stuff from Infinity War. Yeah, you saw Quinjet flying into what looked like New York City. Yeah, there was that shot. We saw awesome shot of Rocket standing on War Machine's shoulder and cocking a gun. I know that's good. That that looks awesome. We see Hawkeye, which looks like probably his daughter, teaching her how to do archery. Yeah, and then I think it shows Hawkeye all like serious and depressed, which means his daughter probably dusted. That's what I'm guessing, and probably why he's back. Hopefully, hopefully they give him a lot more to do in this movie than they have in past movies. I feel like they're going to because he's had a presence in both trailers now, and he had a lot of shots in this one. So I don't know, maybe that translate into he's going to be in this quite a bit. I hope so because I like his character, but what'd, they haven't really done a ton with him. What do you think of his mohawk? I, I, t- I think I told my buddy Connor, who's a big Marvel fan, uh, I'm just like, all right, you're gonna watch this, and you're also gonna notice that uh, <laughs> Hawkeye has a super fresh haircut. Cause I th- I think it looks pretty sweet. Oh, that's great. I like the shots of Ant Man too. Like when he's jumping on that top of that pencil and like tipping it up, and then it falls, and he's jumping. I don't know. Yeah, there's some cool shots of him in there too. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I love Paul Rudd. And what was so you saw Scott Lang? Was that his daughter's house behind him? Uh, I think so. It might be. It's either his. It's either. It might be his old house, or it might be like yeah, where his daughter and his wife or his ex wife lived. Okay. I wasn't sure. And I also am thinking Ant-Man's probably going to come back like into the real world. I guarantee probably within the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. No, I think so. I think everything we've seen probably, if I had to make any kind of prediction, all from the last two trailers, everything we've seen takes place in the first 30 to 45 minutes. I think so. I bet you for a while we're just going to be following Ant-Man kind of like as a viewer and following his character, trying to figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah, no, that definitely could be. But yeah, three-hour movie. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, though. I can't wait. I'm going to watch a Lord of the Rings movie just to prepare myself. Yeah. I know. I've been thinking about going back and watching at least a few Marvel movies. I don't know. I definitely want to see Infinity War one more time before Endgame comes out. I was thinking about you know maybe watching some originals. Like, I'll watch the first Iron Man, first Captain America, maybe the first Avenger when they first you know, all come together. I mean, that's that's a dark tunnel because you watch first Captain America, then you're like, well, now I just gotta watch the Winter Soldier. Well, as much as I've seen that one, the most probably might skip that one this time. But I actually was thinking of Civil War as part of the lead up to all this too, and maybe even Black Panther. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's hard. I'm definitely gonna watch Infinity War again. I haven't really planned to watch anything else. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll probably between now and then pick like let's say three or four to watch. 
leading yeah. up to it. Definitely Infinity War for sure. Yeah, I mean, like I don't fully feel, feel the need because I think we, well, last year leading up to Infinity War, we watched every single Marvel movie. Yep. which was great. I don't think I have the stamina or the time to do that again. Yeah, that was quite the uh, marathon there. Yeah. Took a few weeks, but we got we got through it. We did it. Took a few months. Took a few months, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um I don't know any anything more to say about that. I mean, it's all hype, like doesn't really give anything away, which is good. Yes, that's what I love about the trailers. They get you excited, especially with the music. They really do some good job scoring the trailer, but they don't give anything away and I'm pumped. <laughs> So. All right. Well, on that note, a couple quick news is apparently Kevin Feige coins the name the Infinity Saga for the first three phases of the MCU. That's what they're kind of umbrelling it under. Phase one, phase two, phase three are no are now going to be known as the Infinity Saga, which ends with Endgame. Perfect. So that's kind of neat. Just a little small quick tidbit. Now, keeping on with the Marvel theme, we had some huge news that guardians of the galaxy 3 has a new director and by a new director we get the original director we got james gunn back rehired by disney for guardians 3 that was some very exciting news yeah there's a lot of speculation around that because um i don't know there's i mean it's all just rumors and things like that that um disney was kind of cheating with their numbers for box office this last week so maybe this was a distraction from that was supposed to be then there's speculation that maybe he was never fired to begin with and just maybe just put on timeout. i don't know there's been so many rumors going around this week regarding all this i don't know i mean like could just it could have been just like a strategic move by disney or something but you know no way to get people more hyped for guardians 3 than to have james gunn back it's true and what Honestly, I'm what I'm what I'm wondering too is um, actually no I did see this he is still gonna do Suicide Squad too so he's still gonna do that then Guardians three yeah because unfortunately since now he's knee deep in Suicide Squad he ha- they have to wait till he's finished up with that before they can continue production on Guardians three so well uh, are you excited to have him back oh yeah I'm I don't I think it was ridiculous that he got fired even the actors came up and defended him I understand why Disney you know distance himself but i'm glad they're kind of they brought him back i'm, I'm just yeah. really glad to see him back and i'm still excited to see brightburn i mean if we we're all held accountable for our past sins we'd never nobody would have a job <laughs> yeah i mean like it was like from 10 years ago like mm-hmm. 10 years ago i was 15 i was literally the worst person i've ever been <laughs> exactly i think we've all grown up in the last 10 years so yeah let's just uh move on yeah and speaking of james gunn next is suicide squad 2 is not actually called Suicide Squad 2, and it's been confirmed by, I think, a producer. I don't even think James Gunn officially confirmed this, but it's an official reboot. Interesting. So okay. they're kind of... Oh, because... First I, movie didn't really happen, which is fine, because it didn't really... Well, that's good, because I, to this good. day, still haven't seen it, so... Perfect. <laughs> well, if you lose a bet sometime in the future, I'll make you watch it. You bastard. It's just such a... It's, it's really boring <laughs> but yeah so so and but, it's oh and it's name isn't suicide squad to make sure people know it's a reboot it is now the suicide squad <laughs> so jeez oh, there's that give that guy a raise yeah took all day to come up with that one yeah i'm like i'm so i honestly maybe because i've seen like they have like two animated suicide squad movies in the dc animated universe that came out because they always uh they're all subtitled so i'm like they should have just done that just like suicide squad like back from hell (laughs) (laughs) bad out of hell (laughs) yeah maybe but so 
that's a uh, that's interesting. It's maybe it'll be a lot better than the first one. I hope so. I mean, James Gunn had a hand in it, so I I'll go see that just because he had something to do with it. I mean, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, well, I, it, it, didn't they confirm a couple weeks ago that Idris Elba is in it? He's taking the place of Will Smith as Deathstroke, is it? De- uh, Deadshot. Deadshot. I know, death, dead. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> but yeah, the he is taking the spot, which I thought was weird. I mean, it makes more sense if it's a reboot, I guess. But as far as just like if it wasn't until it was announced that it was like an actual just reboot. Um, I thought it would have made more sense to just cycle in another character since the cast of the Suicide Squad changes all the time. So just, you could hopefully pick... they do a better job with the if they have the Croc guy back a better job with him, well, or just leave him out altogether. What are you talking about? They did a great job, so good of a job that they have an Oscar for costume design. Remember? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of forgot about that actually. Yeah, they do. All right, that's right. Suicide Squad has an Oscar and Hot Topic just skyrocketed in their suicide squad sales yeah all right well that's all the movie news i've got this week all right well let's move on then to our main event so yeah once again we did not go to the movie theaters this week we just watched something new on netflix but i gotta say i was not disappointed no neither was i i was very pleasantly surprised like yeah i was really really pleasantly surprised triple frontier here starring ben affleck oscar isaac charlie hunnan garrett Hedlund, and pedro pascal i think that's how you say his last name pedro pascal pascal probably something like that and audria arhana i think that's how you say her last name who i've never seen her before she's, she's new to the scene but directed by and i believe written by as well jc uh chandor 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 okay okay but yeah Triple Frontier. Yeah, new Netflix original. Yeah, I gotta say, going in here, I saw the trailer. We talked about the trailer like a while back on the show. Yeah, it was a few months ago. It was just, I remember I was just flipping through. It, uh, yeah, flip. it looked like a good flick. Like, you know, I, I was sold on the trailer like that. It looks really good. And I, honestly, I wish I got seen this on the big screen for the first time. Yeah, I mean, I look, they did a limited re- release, but I think it was just in California and New York. Nothing local, just really small theater releases. That's too bad, yeah, because I would have I would have had money to see this in theater. But it, you know, it was nice to just relax on the couch and watch it. I know, even though it's one of the sunniest days and warmest days we've had all year. <laughs> yeah, it kind of makes you feel like a garbage person. That's kinda, why I watched mine at night. Kind of does. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really have that option working and all that, but fair enough. At least I didn't watch it on my phone for the first time. That's true. I almost did, but so I decided still not had. To. Surround sound, everything like that. To watch Although, to be fair, when you're crunched for time and you have the option to finish it on your phone, that is not to be discounted. No, you no. probably shouldn't try for that, but it is still very nice. Yeah, I'm not going to discount it, but at the same time, I do not want to watch a movie for the first time on my phone, any movie ever, even if we were talking like Ninja Turtles versus Batman. Fair enough. I'll give my general thoughts here, real quick. Overall, I thought it was a pretty fun movie. Uh, it was a simple, good story. The actors were great. Enjoyed seeing Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac in these roles. Uh, you know what's funny is I kept uh, every time I saw Charlie Hunnan for like at least the first act I kept thinking he was Channing Tatum. <laughs> oh, I could kind of see yeah. That. Well, when you first see him uh, in the very beginning of the because he's the first one you see. Yeah, I totally thought that I'm like Channing Tatum's in this. I didn't know Chan- Channing Tatum was in this. Awesome. And then I was like, wait a minute. Nah, nah, nah. And they're like, oh, okay, Charlie Hunnam. Dang it. Okay. But it was fine. It's good to but, see him in a better movie than yeah, uh, King Arthur. I thought this thing had a couple good. Qu- good twist throughout and you know it took place in a pretty short period of time but through that throughout that short period of time you see you see a little bit of story arcs for all the characters which i i like that 
but yeah, overall, I would say I I dug this movie. Yeah, no, for sure. I was I remember bringing this up to you. I'm like, hey, like this Netflix put out this trailer that I just came across, and we both watched. It, and we're like, dude, that's sweet. Um, and luckily, there wasn't much to see this week, so we decided that this will be the movie. And I'm glad we did. Like, regrettably, we weren't able to see it in theaters, but I really enjoyed watching this movie a lot. Uh, love Oscar Isaac. It's cool that Ben Affleck was in a movie that was straight to Netflix because he's a He's a big get. Still has his uh, Batman physique for the most part. Oh no, he's a, he's burly. But yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Um, it was kind of cool. I remember watching the trailer, and Char- Charlie Hedlund Hedlund, uh, not Charlie Hunnam, but what was the guy after that? Uh, you talking about the guy that plays his brother? Yes. Uh, Garrett Hedlund. Garrett Hedlund. I remember. I'm like, where does that guy look familiar? When I looked him up on IMDb, I'm like, oh, he was. Tron Legacy. So I'm like, I haven't seen him since Tron Legacy, but I liked him in that. That's my hot take. Tron Legacy, pretty awesome movie. Uh, it was cool. I I liked them all. I liked the dynamic that they had with. Oh my goodness, now I'm burping. Uh, I liked the dynamic that all the characters had, and I enjoyed the movie quite a bit more than I even thought I was going to. Yeah, same here. So yeah, quick uh, synopsis here. So five former special. Forces operatives reunite to plan a heist in a sparsely populated multi-border zone of South Africa. For the first time in their prestigious careers, these unsung heroes undertake this dangerous mission for self instead of country. But when events take an unexpected turn and threaten to spiral out of control, their skills, their loyalties, and their morals are pushed to the breaking point. Quick synopsis there, but yeah, so another heist film. But I gotta say, like we were talking about, very enjoyable. Yeah, you know what? Uh, what I kind of like, well, I mean, one of my guilty pleasures, I love heist films, even if the only thing that breaks a heist film for me is when they're like at the end, when usually there's a twist that happens off screen and either it comes together or it doesn't. But this doesn't really have that and not to a detriment. Like it's just, it's a heist gone wrong and it goes from, it's just but like the heist, it's a pretty straightforward plot. Like we go here and then we get to our extraction point and then in between there there are complications mm-hmm. so it's still straightforward and i do i do appreciate that cause some heist movies just get super convoluted liam neeson's still alive yeah yeah i saw that coming a million miles away but you know i i enjoyed it i enjoyed running with these characters yeah, I thought it was well shot, too. Like, I don't know what the budget was for this. I forgot to look that up, but I can look it up here while we keep talking. But for whatever the budget was, maybe $20, $30 million, I thought they did a solid job. The cinematography was awesome. I think maybe that's part of what made it look like a really good semi, you know, like they had a budget to it, was just how good the cinematography was. Like, great shots of landscape and everything like that, like through the jungle and everything. Yeah, they had a, a few really good shots. Uh, I think one of the shots that I thought was really good was there's a shot of a highway like through this super forced area, like essentially like above like this super forested mountain. And that shot was really good. Yeah. One, one thing I liked was the probably the first 30 minutes. They really do a decent job setting up the characters to kind of give you a good, good snippet of where they are in their life now. And yeah. That, <laughs> and it was funny seeing Ben Affleck as a uh, real estate agent. <laughs> I know. He's just like, I like how he even says, like, I really can't sell these condos worth a damn. <laughs> He's like, this has a great view in the back. And you see out the window, nice shot of a dumpster. Yeah. And he's just like, and maybe the price is a little flexible. <laughs> and the couple's like, eh, we're going to keep looking elsewhere. 
Yeah, and like, he was just like, no, nah. I thought he was going to like pull something out of his head, but he's just like, nope, just lets him walk out. He's like, I can't do this. But, you know, I, I yeah, I liked him. Um, you know, and I would say as far as like this movie wasn't like it was paced differently than how I expected it to be paced. But it wasn't it was paced very well. But like one of the things I was kind of took me off as I was watching it. I expected the heist to be at least 50% of the movie. It's probably closer to like 25% of the movie. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Because you got set up in the first act, then they have to, you know, get to their destination point. They pull off the heist, but then a lot of it is just what happens after the heist. Exactly. And I thought that was really cool because, like, yeah, the heist is super straightforward, so they kind of, like, pull it off and then complication, complication, complication. Yeah, because I I think I noticed it was, like, something like 50 minutes left after they tear out of there, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, there's going to be a lot happening. Like, Either the cartel is going to come after them and there's going to be a lot of chasing from them. I know. After I thought, after they did that, and I did check and there was like half a movie left. I'm like, are the credits like 30 minutes long? Like, I didn't expect there to be that much left after the heist. So that was kind of surprising, but also still enjoyable because I, I, we talked about it before we started recording, but I was planning to just watch it in like two separate sittings, like an hour here and then an hour a little bit later. But as soon as I started it, I could not stop watching it because it just shows like that it was well paced. It was really, really got me in there. Yeah, it goes by pretty quick. It's a two hour movie. They get to the point with everything, like introduce the characters fairly quick and then off they go. Yeah, no, I really specifically enjoyed Oscar Isaac in this role for some reason. I'm trying to think what I've seen him in. I've seen him, of course, two Star Wars movies, X-Men, Apocalypse. Uh, Have you seen X Machina? Machina? Still haven't seen that. Okay. Oh, I heard he was really good in that, too. That is on my list. Okay. There's been a few things I've seen him in. He's... But yeah, it was just, I liked him in this character. Yeah, I did. And they... Uh, him and Ben Affleck definitely had a few, like... A few pretty funny uh, back and forth. They got some good moments. I think one of my favorites is when they are at the guy's house. And then they're staked out on the gate. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I knew it. And I the... freaking knew it. And he's just like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty <laughs> so awesome. Something like that. I... That was one of my favorite well, ones, the, too. The one guy was looking at the rocket and was like, wow, she's pretty hot. And Affleck's like, knew it. I know. I <laughs> He's think... like, shut the f*** up. <laughs> yeah. I th- that, that got me going pretty that good. That was pretty good. <laughs> I, I liked that one a lot. And that was one of my the funnier moments, because there's not a lot of funny after the heist. Yeah, there's not too much funny, especially after the heist. But, yeah, I, I thought this was a good movie as far as just watching these. You know, they got to come together. They got to work together. I don't know. I mean, like, they yeah, they come together, and it's kind of just crazy how... Yeah, it's hard to talk about these heist movies, because, like, you don't want to give stuff away. Yeah. Um, Sorry, see. I should not interrupt you. God well, I'm going to say, let's... Because, yeah, there's a few good scenes that I want to talk about, but it's going to be kind of spoilerish um, okay. in a little bit. So I'll say a couple, like, likes that I think works well in this movie is the gunfights were short, but to the point, there weren't like super heavy action movies where there's just machine gun fire all the time. Like it's short, controlled. I mean, these guys are professionals. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly how to flank and do take care of everything. So it's very right. controlled, which I which also kind of adds to like the cool mystique of like their special forces personas. Mm-hmm. But would they have silencers on any of these guns? That's kind of one thing I was wondering. Well, that's. The thing is, in movies, silencers realistically don't work the way they do in, like, Mission Impossible movies. Like, they're still very loud. 
So it kind of, I, I don't, I couldn't actually attest to how well or, you know, if a special forces operative would actually use that. Okay. In that was one thing I was wondering. Okay. But anyway, continue. I mean, they were, well, that's also, I think they were, when they were in their prep stages, they were only expecting three guards and then the cartel leader to uh, be in the house. So they weren't really worried about people hearing them. And did, did we ever see the cartel leader? Is he the guy that came out of the safe? Yeah. He's the guy that came out he of the, the safe. Okay. I, I thought it was him, but I wasn't 100% sure for some reason. Okay. So we yeah. do, we did see him. Yeah, a couple of likes I have here. So just the team of actors in general. I thought this was a good group of actors to play all these roles. Landscape we talked about. Uh, the helicopter crash sequence. Enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh, man, that was crazy. That was a really cool sequence there. Um, yeah, nothing nothing I want to say, I guess, yet. Because I, I don't want to spoil anything yet until we go to spoilers. Okay. Uh, any dislikes before spoiling? Uh, a couple basic or one of my most basic dislikes is they don't really give much backstory to the characters. Like they kind of, the most backstory they get is like, I think uh, Ben Affleck's character was like their, uh, plat- not platoon leader. I, I don't know what to call it. Like their, their squad leader or something. So I think that's really what I got from it. And it, that's really all the backstory you get. They don't even reference really any operations they've done in the past. They just kind of all know each other, and they're all just in their civilian lives, except for Oscar Isaac. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we need to go that far back into their stuff. I guess a little more explanation would have been nice to get a little more character depth. I kind of want to see more of Ben Affleck and his family, or at least with his daughter. Just a little bit more of that. Yeah, to and kinda... we'll, we'll talk more about why later, but I want to see more of that. Yeah, that's something that they brush over. They don't even, you don't even see the ex-wife. No, yeah, you don't see her at all. You just see his. Maybe we didn't need to see her, but I don't know. Maybe I don't. It still would add a little bit more depth to the character. I think so. And I, how many kids did they say he had? It sounded like he had a couple. I didn't really say a number, but it sounded like he had a couple. We only see the one teenage daughter, though. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe a couple, and then the ex-wife, and doesn't even show where Ben Affleck is currently living. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if this <laughs> kind of thing like this is a reflection of Ben Affleck's current life right now, <laughs> separated from. The wife has a couple kids. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, just ben I'm, just, I'm drawing parallels here to Ben Affleck's real life in this character. Man, you make me feel like an English teacher's like, now, what's the real meaning behind the poem? Right. Like, we don't know. All right. <laughs> but as far as how this movie goes, we don't know either. But Ben Affleck didn't direct it, so I feel like that's not quite it. Yeah, um, I guess for, as far as me for dislikes, then we'll get into spoilers here. Maybe a, a little more suspense, too, I guess. Or more... God, why am I so brain farty today? I don't know. I thought there was... A, a, li- a little more, um, like, tension. That's what I want. Like, tension. Like, I want... Like, you feel unsafe with the characters. Like, some really good tension. Like, they could beat die any second now. I still felt that a little bit, but I wanted a little bit more of that. I wanted to be on the edge of my seat for the characters. Yeah, you feel the tension in a couple key points throughout, but you don't. It's not something you feel till the very end of the movie. I feel like there was a lot of tension leading up to, and like as they're executing the heist in the house, that's where I felt the most tension. Where I was just like kind of nervous. I'm like, oh man, I can't wait to see what's about to happen. And then there's a couple key points uh, after the helicopter scene when they land in a uh, village. I would say that would be a key tension point, and I think probably a little bit later when they get into another gunfight on the mountainside. But there are just key tension points. But in between those points, when they're just 
trying to get from point A to point B. There's not a lot of tension. It doesn't feel like a lot of tension, at least. Yes, could have been a little more of that, but minor complaints. So, yeah, should we go into spoilers here? Yeah, let's just go into spoilers, because there's a lot of good stuff, but it's a heist movie, so there's a heist, and then there's complications. From this point on, we're in spoiler territory. All right. So, going into spoilers now. Yeah, like you said, uh, yeah, I mean... At first, it's like, well, this is almost too easy. But then, yeah, they start killing a few people because you know they're knocking people out, tying them up. I mean, they're they're trying to do this as clean as possible. Yeah, and I'll be honest, like, um, not I almost said Pablo Escobar. I'm like, well, that's not it. Uh, God, what what was the other guy's name? Uh, one of the actors. Yeah, I should get Oscar Isaac. I tell you, what, Charlie Hun- Charlie Hunnam. No, um, Garrett the the. Pedro? <laughs> yeah, Pedro. I was like, the pilot. Pedro Pascal? Mm-hmm. He, I think, probably has the most humanity visible, like, in his character. Uh, as far, I mean, because, you know, when they're scouting out, he's just like, hey, man, like, there's kids in here. I'm not going in if there's kids in here. But then, you know, they explain their plan a little bit more because the whole heist revolves around that he has very little security. They, The walls around the house are very breachable. And essentially it all hinges on the family going to church with their guards on Sunday. So then there's minimal people in the house. I think they said there's three guards and then uh, the drug, the cartel lord. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. I liked that aspect of it, how they were like, we have a tight window. We got to get in. We got to get out. <laughs> But I forgot where I was going, though. Got to get in, got to get out. But, oh, oh, what I was going with that is that uh, the pilot, I thought he had the most community, but he also just, like, they flip a switch during that high scene when they're getting out, and it just, like, goes from, like, like he's like, man, I don't want to kill a lot of people, but they're like, all right, we're scuttling the whole house. We're burning it down. So we just uh, flips a switch, and he goes over to the tied-up guards and just puts a bullet in each of them because... He doesn't want them to burn alive, but they're leaving, and they got to get out yeah. now. Yeah, that that was definitely a quick, like a switch surprise. Like, whoa! Let's talk about it a little bit. So, where the money was hiding, I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah, that they was just literally inside the walls. Yeah, could you imagine that? That was a great moment, though. Them just like chiseling away the wall, just ripping it open, and just loads of cash in the walls. I know, and they're like going through like all throughout, like at least the top floor. They're like, oh my god, like it's the whole house that's filled with money. I was kept trying to like track how much money they were after because first it started with, like we're gonna go in for seventy five million and we're getting a cut of twenty five percent of it. Then it sounded like we're just gonna go in and take the seventy five million. It's all ours. Then it sounds like well no now we're up to our knees with over two hundred million dollars. I I kept losing track like how much. Yeah when they then, when they took it I think uh, they weighed it all and the guy's just like okay if it weighs this much we have about two hundred and fifty million dollars. And they're all just like, holy shit, we stole $250 million. And they still left a ton behind. I know. I mean, like, I kind of, as they're getting away, like, yeah, some of it was just like, we have to lose weight. We have to, you know, they didn't even take all of the money that he had. Well, that's just crazy. It's like, they didn't take all the money. And then they had to leave some behind for the plane It's or for the helicopter. And then they had to throw some out while they're in the helicopter because it's just too heavy to go over the mountain. Which that'll lead me to a point. Well, I guess we can talk about that now. Yeah. Is so they couldn't make it over like some of the mountains, just too much weight. 
So they had to uh, drop some of the cash and then try to make it over. And then that's what leads to still the engine blowing out and having to crash land. Right. I think, you know, they thought they could just do it. But I'm like, instead of throwing money at, why not land, dump half the money, and then one or two of the guys go over the mountain to the boat, and then come back and get the rest. See, uh, the only thing I would I could see why they wouldn't do that is, one is that there was very little landing space in that forest area. Like, there was the farm that they passed, I think, but obviously they had a bunch of locals, so they didn't really want to land there, and for obvious reasons later... And then two, I think it might just have been like a fuel. Like they know they had an exact plan, so they might not have had the extra fuel to do that. They might have had the fuel for it, but I don't know. They thought they could do it, though. They thought, you know, we'll drop a little bit of weight and we'll make it over the mountain. Which also when they're like just I know casually that, I know dumping I know out some bags. Like, I know it's a time crunch, too, but yeah. I mean, well, I, can, I can't even imagine how many because they threw out a few bags. So there had to be at least like probably just like $20 million that they just dumped out. Which, I mean, right. they're still getting away with a lot of money. Yeah, that was a hard thing to keep track of. I kept trying to keep track of, like, all right, how much do they have now? How much do they have now? Yeah, it's hard to get an exact amount, but you got to mention, like, they dumped a lot because at the end, what they end up with, then they, and just backpacks. Great plane crash for the, almost the, at least the one almost dies. He ends up dropping to the ground and being okay. But then, yeah, you see the helicopter go down and crash. And you're like, oh, man, did any of them survive? But, but yeah, then they run to that village. Which, you know, those people are ready to take their money and they end up, you know, a few of them end up losing their lives. And I mean, there's some tension there because it is a situation like they're not going to let us have this because we're on their property and it's a kill or be killed situation. Yeah, I mean, like in a few because they the locals, I guess they land in a farm, which they find out is like they're growing cocaine. Mm-hmm. And so the locals are like, you're DEA. And they're like, no, we're not. We don't want any trouble. And then like they're kind of getting like yippity because they think. You're here to like bust us, so they're just ready to kill them. So I think it ends up Ben Affleck's character just like puts puts a few of them down like immediately, and then that causes a whole ripple. I mean, they lost their helicopter. They can only take so much money by hand. They end up essentially Oscar Isaac. Well, I, gives, I feel like, I feel like they loaded everything, but what, except for what they paid the people with everything onto the mules. Maybe, but yeah. But then, but it just sucks because like, now they've gone from losing their helicopter to now they're on foot to go up and over a mountain. Exactly, and you know, yeah, they play. They pay that guy rep, reparations. I essentially. I mean, it's it's cool to see them run into these situations because at first I'm like, yeah, they had a little bit of tension difficulties back at the house, and then I'm like, all right, well now they're scot free. They got stuff. They're in a helicopter. They're gone. I kept waiting for the cartel to come up in like their own helicopter and like start attacking or something like that. Because I'm like, there's still like an hour left in this movie. Where's it gonna go? But then yeah, helicopter crashes and now they're on foot. Yeah, and that's the rest of the movie. Is them just trying to get walking to with their mules, extraction. trying to get to the boat. Yeah, and then they they even lose a mule that's full of money. Oh my! So that's, yeah, that scene was great. First off, that scene was good because good, there's like that's when yeah they're walking along this like small tiny skinny little pathway around the mountain. They're thousands of feet in the air. And that's when they decided to kind of just start arguing. <laughs> that was kind of funny. I know. Watching that, I'm just like, what the hell but, is your problem? Like, you are in the worst place to be doing this. Right, right. Now. Oh, my gosh. But that's just, yeah, they're kind of getting each other a little bit there. And then, yeah, the, the loss of that mule just going down. And then you see that explosion of just money everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was kind of crazy. Just a cloud of money. Because <laughs> yeah, at first you see the ground break below him and you're like, oh no. And then like, okay, okay, he's going to be all right. Maybe they're going to have a hard time trying to get him over the little hump. But then, yeah, they try to get him to jump and then just down he goes. Yeah, just gone. Even waiting for the one guy to like 
Somehow I get caught on the rope and go with him. Yeah, I, I thought about that. I'm like, I hope not, because I really liked his character. It's kind of, at that point, you know, when things are going south, I thought, I'm like, oh man, like, are all of these characters going to die? Or at least, like, I thought, like, half of them were going to die. Yeah, I wasn't really sure. I got to say, uh, that was another thing that, so, I guess we are in spoilers now. Should we talk about that ending there? Yeah. So, I thought it was the cartel again, but it turns out it was the son of one of the dads. He's We see him briefly at first when they're leaving with the mules. He tries to block their path, and they're just like, you know, we we settled the debt. You got to move. So, they walk past him, and then on they go. Well, that kid gra- gathers a couple of his friends, and they go after him. I think him. it was only just one, one of them. I think it was just two. Like, I think it was him and one other guy. Yeah, it was like two or three people, I think, but yeah. And they start firing at them, and that's when we see one sneak up. Well, it's the the boy whose father got killed sneak up on Ben Affleck from above, and I thought Ben Affleck was going to pull a fast one and be able to get him in time. Nope. I, I and I got and that's what I was waiting for. I was just waiting for him to because he heard him. I was just waiting for him to turn around immediately and point up and shoot him. Then boom, bullet right through his head. Yeah, and that's another thing. Like, m- like less is more in situations like this. Like you think like, oh, he's gonna like. Put a bunch of bullets down. It's literally one bullet to the head, and then it's over. And then uh, Oscar Isaac, or I think Oscar Isaac's the one that was able, like, shot Um, him dead. Yes, I believe so. But, like, it's not like he just, like, goes crazy on him. No, he gets put, puts one bullet in his head, Ben Affleck's dead. And usually all it takes. Well, yeah, but it's (laughs) just. I I see your point. It wasn't gratuitous, is what (laughs) I'm getting at. And it's just kind of like. It wasn't Django Unchained. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. There's two ways to do this, but I thought that worked for the best for this movie. And I was very, I was just like, Oh, like I, for a second, I'm like, yeah, it sucks. But I thought they were actually going to make it. Cause like, no one knows where they are except yeah, for these I, people. I thought so too. And I, I thought that's from sure cartel that caught up to him. Then we see the, I recognize the kid's shirt. Uh, that's immediately when I knew it was him. Yeah. I mean, and that's kind of where like the mate, like a lot of conflict comes after that. So they all start blaming each other. Well, one scene I liked, I forgot I mentioned this in likes, was when they're spending the night on the mountain and they just start burning the money to keep warm. Yeah, I thought that's giant pile of money and they're just burning it to stay warm. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, I think Ben, yeah, that was the scene right before. It's like a million dollar fire going on. Yeah, because I like they don't, it's like, we're not going to be able to carry all of this. And I'm glad the first that, like, I actually, this is like a nitpicky, but I like how one of the first things they burn is the suitcase because i'm like well that would make sense to burn that because that would be the least easy to carry when all you got these duffel bags with handles and you got this weird shaped suitcase yeah so i thought that was kind of like smart that that would be the one that he would dump out first pretty good though they went from like it looking super easy to like i mean they're literally like hauling the stuff behind them having to do like assembly lines to get over hills yeah i thought that was really cool how they like like, when they still the mules they're walking through like they're like neck deep in water yeah i mean wet money's still money but making them earn it at this point yeah exactly it's no longer easy but man but yeah then yeah ben affleck dies and i thought that was that was cool they did though i thought they were just gonna leave his body behind but they put him in a bag and started carrying him with them i thought that was really cool and honorable to do yeah which makes them i think at that point they just oh yeah so after ben affleck dies like i liked how at that point they're just like screw it we're not getting out of here with any of this money so they each fill up their duffel bags or like their backpacks, their personal backpacks, yeah. and then they just chuck the money into a ravine. Gosh, I gotta say, in some ways, that was painful to watch. Yeah, I'm like oh, look how many millions are going down there. I know. I was surprised they didn't try and get away with a full duffel bag. 
Something. Yeah, I'm surprised myself. But they're like, all right, well, we, we need the most mobility because we have to carry him and eventually fight our way but out yeah, of this. Well, it's getting to a point where it's like, it's either the money or we're going to all die. Yeah. We've already lost one of us. we got to get out of here. Exactly. Because they were like, I think towards the end, their rendezvous point, they were five days late. Mm-hmm. And they weren't even sure if anybody... Well, that's probably it because they weren't even sure if anybody was there to get them out. Yeah. So, they, yeah, they go, then they run to those kids, take their vehicle, and then... Yeah, I think that's part of a, as far as a dislike goes, is I wanted more of them against the cartel coming after them. Didn't really see too much of that, but no, it still seems... I mean, yeah, you, you there was no, like, epic final showdown. It was just a small skirmish, a couple, like, a few small skirmishes throughout the movie, and then they finally get to their extraction point. But I think the journey that they go on from the heist going, well, the beginning of the heist to the end of the movie was super well-paced. I was really into it. I was really invested in like, you know, like it wasn't like Ben Affleck dies. I'm like, yeah, or whatever. Like it actually felt like it had a lot of weight mm-hmm. for not just you, the viewer, but the characters as well. Well, I'm going to talk standout moment here. What was your standout moment? Um, what was I thinking? Um, I would say my standout moment would probably be the heist itself when they're entering and clearing the building. Cause that's when I felt the most tension and like kind of like weight on my chest. Like, oh, I have no idea what's gonna happen, but I just couldn't look away. I thought that for me was probably the the pinnacle of the the tension for the movie. I think for me it was probably the helicopter going down. Cause it, at that point it went from looking like, okay, this is we're getting out here fr- pretty easy for the most part to okay, now we're on foot. So I think the helicopter going down was kind of a standout moment for me because that meant everything was gonna get hard from this point on. Exactly. And like that, yeah, that's the start of like their treachery and just essentially it kind of felt like the world was punishing them for being too greedy because mm-hmm. they were doing it for themselves. But they're like Ben, even Ben Affleck's just like, OK, we got to go. And they're like, no, just get as much, just get more, 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 more. And then eventually that their greed literally brought down their helicopter. Yep. But well, gosh, I know, that'd be so hard though to like resist. You're like, because it's just right there in front of you. Especially since they. I mean, they had a ton of bags in the van, but yeah, it's just right there in front of you, and you're just like, just a little more. Just, I mean, I can see, I can see why it'd be hard because you're like, it's just right here. I just gotta grab a little more out of the wall. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's right there. Then they ended up. They were supposed to leave before this, like the more guards got back, but essentially they don't leave in time so they end up taking out everyone so oh. it was at that point it kind of felt like they almost had unlimited time minus the family coming back from church i guess we haven't talked about audrey or hana's character too much yet what did you think of her uh i thought she was good i think they introduced her character like they introduced character at the very beginning and then you know she had played a key role and as their insider to make it all come together. So she didn't feel like she had a big part per se. She didn't have a lot of screen time. But, yeah, she's got motivation. But, she wants her brother out of jail. Right. Oscar Isaac helped bring her brother down. Yeah. So I think, although she didn't have a lot of screen time, she still played a very crucial and important role in the movie as a whole. So I think that was very well placed in how that all comes together. So, and yeah, she ended up making that alive. And yeah, what, what did he, he get? The richest two, out of all of them. He, yeah. I felt that was very ironic and very funny. Yeah, yeah. they leave her with the penance of $3 million. Yeah, $3 million in passports to Australia. Yep. For her and her brother, so it's enough to go buy a house. I say, 
Yeah, definitely. And so what what do you think about the ending after they're back? Um let's see. I was gonna s- Oh, you got you got something else? Well, I was thinking bigger surprise, but I guess Oh yeah, yeah. Well, let's talk I guess which one do you want to talk about first? Ending or the Well, kind of the big surprise is somewhat the ending for me. If you have a different one, you you can go first. My biggest surprise was probably Ben Affleck's character, Genshot. I keep forgetting his name. Tom? Yeah, was him dying? I thought for sure maybe one of them was going to die before the movie ended, but I thought for sure Ben Affleck or Oscar Isaac would still be one of the alive ones, but ended up being Tom, Ben Affleck's character. And that kind of came as a surprise for me. Because again, when when I you, you, you knew the guy was above him, and you were just waiting for him to just quickly turn, point up, and shoot. Instead, just boom, bullet right through the head. Yeah. Which is pretty realistic to what would probably happen. Yeah, and it kind of makes sense. I mean, even Ben you know, Affleck's just like... A lot of action too- movies, the, you know, the uh, good guys always have endless bullets. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bad guys always run out right at the right moment. <laughs> yeah, but so, unfortunately, that is not the case. I gotta say, that was a good surprise there. Yeah, I guess... Well, I'll say, I thought more of them probably would have died. Like, it just seems like... It kind of felt like a... <laughs> Not necessarily a one-to-one comparison, but like a Rogue One squadron, where it's just like all or none. Um, I don't know. I didn't really feel that. I thought most of them were going to make it. Again, I, I thought maybe at the most one was going to be left behind and die. And you would think it was would have been like Charlie Hunnam, the one that got shot in the beginning. Right. And yeah, and they that's something we didn't talk about, too, is they do show some of them, you know, getting shot at, getting yeah. through, stuffed through the leg, shoulder... Yeah, besides Ben Affleck's character, I mean, Charlie Hennem got shot in, like, his side, and I think his brother just got, they said he just got grazed with a bullet. Skimmed the shoulder, yeah. Yeah, so nothing too bad on him, but, yeah, overall, I I still really like these characters. So, about the end, was that your stand-up moment then, the end? Yeah, it was kind of, like, it was kind of my stand-up moment, because it kind of just hits you like a ton of bricks, is because after they ditch the money, they get to their extraction point and they get back to not the United States. They're not in the United States, but they're in like a safe part of some other country. Yeah, I wasn't sure where they were. They were. It didn't seem like they were back in the U.S., but I wasn't quite sure where they were exactly, though. Yeah. But they're talking um, to a trustee. Yeah, so they give... Yeah, because they're like making... Because uh, what did they have, like $5 million or something like that? Yeah, they had $5 million stuffed in their backpack, so which makes me think that each bag probably had at least $20 million inside of it. And they end up just all forfeiting their shares and giving it to uh, Tom's family, mm-hmm. putting it into a trust for his family so his kids are taken Yeah, care. that was kind of a surprise moment there. I mean, they were going to give his share to the family. Then you have the one, I think it was the, uh, was it one of the brothers or was it um, Francisco, the pilot that first got up? I think it was Francisco. It was the pilot, yeah. Okay, because I think his biggest thing was like, I don't want this on my shoulders. Like, I just want to. Or wait, no, no, sorry. It was Charlie Hunnam's character. Was it? It was it was Charlie Hunnam's character. Okay, then his brother was not Okay. Yeah, because they went around the table. So it was Charlie Hunnam's brother. Right, okay. So, yeah, and I think think he just didn't want that on his conscience that no one, one of his friends is dead now because of. You yeah. know, anytime, anytime he spent the money, you know, he was. Ta- I think he was he the one talking about Ferrari. Yeah. Anytime he spent the money, he'd feel very, very guilty. Yeah, I mean, like I think it all just kind of felt like to everybody that uh, Tom was the only one that paid for the money, because he's the only one that died. Mm-hmm. So, one by one, they decided to just give the all of it, all their shares to the trustee for his family. Yeah, and I think that was more 
the the reason why it hit me so hard as my standout moment was just because essentially at the end after it's all said and done they suffered so much for literally nothing yeah they didn't get anything they out of a it friend they had for nothing his family set up nicely now yes but yeah they feel like he died for nothing now exactly because we're walking away with nothing so riddle me this what was on that sheet of paper that the guy handed Oscar Isaac at the very end there? Okay, so I saw a lot of people saying, like, what is that? I'm like, to me, at the very end, it was very obvious that it was Charlie Hunnam wrote down coordinates to where they dumped the money. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, because I'm okay. like, what what other coordinates would be on that sheet besides where they put literally like $200 million? Because I, I <laughs> went back, I rewound and paused right there. I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, these, these look like co- coordinates. That's the only thing that came to my mind was where they dumped the money in the canyon. Yeah, because I'm like, he even like pats him on it, like his chest with it. He's like, maybe someday we'll be able to do some good with that. You know, people are like, oh, that kind of sets up for a sequel. I'm like, I don't feel like it does. I don't think they'll ever have a sequel. What, you're going to have him go over there and just like with a small crew and yeah, digging like, snow? Are they just going to go <laughs> there a pretty like boring movie. before winter comes one year and just like zip line down and then they'd have to haul it all up? Like, I don't yeah. think it really sets up so a sequel. So do you think he goes off to be with the girl? Did they have that good of a connection that he's going to go to Australia and be with her? Uh, I think maybe. I'm like, you, we don't get a lot of their connection, but he's known her essentially for years at this point since he's been like deep in Brazil, South Africa, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil for years uh, working. Or wait, South America, right? South, oh, South America. America. So South America. But yeah, so I think he probably is going to go to Australia, try and have some good come out of this horrific incident. Make some babies with her. <laughs> Australian babies. Yeah. Crikey. But <laughs> I still just love um, I freaking Tom's, knew it. I knew it. <laughs> just that just look sh- in his face. I knew it. <laughs> yeah. I know. That was that was pretty great. That was a pretty funny that was if there was a funny moment, that's probably the funniest moment. Yeah, we've talked about this one pretty good here. Uh let's grade it out here. We are at the hour mark. So Oh dang. Well, uh, as far as how I'm going to grade it, like, I really enjoy this movie. I was in it from start to finish. Like, I couldn't not watch it after I started it. So I would say, I don't I would give it, like, just a solid A. Like, it's not a perfect movie. I could have like, you know, used a little bit more backstory just to deepen the characters and make you care about them a little bit more. But other than that, like, I, I really liked it. It wasn't quite as what I ex- expected, but that was totally fine. All right, before... Okay, so you gave your grade. I'll give my grade, and then I got another question for here for you. Okay. Um. Yeah, like you. Yeah, overall, I thought it was a really good, fun movie. I like the characters in it, like the actors. Would have liked a little bit more character depth, like you were talking about, and maybe a little more tension, like we talked about earlier. But overall, I thought, pretty solid. Good soundtrack, too. We didn't talk about that. Good soundtrack. Kind of the same kind of songs you hear in Vietnam movies, but I enjoyed it. Had a few Metallica songs. And some Metallica, too. Although, when I first heard the bell ring, I thought it was ACDC. <laughs> And then, yeah, once the guitar kicked in, I knew it was Metallica. (laughs) That was good stuff, though. I would say overall, A-, you know? Could have been just a little better, but overall, pretty enjoyable. I could definitely see myself watching this again. And yeah, I would say, if you have Netflix, check it out. It's definitely worth a watch. Absolutely, for sure, especially if you like war movies. So, question for you. What did you like better, this or Widows? For me... I liked this movie better. However, I feel like there was something bad in the water for me when we watched Widows because I was just not having it. 
but I've seen like everybody who I've asked about who I care about their opinions loved Widows. They thought it was really great. So I think I'm going to have to give that one another shot. That's out on video now. You can red box it. Yeah, I think I will. Yeah, check it out again. All right. Yeah, just curious. Well, yeah, why don't we wrap it up here? Because, yeah, we are at the hour mark. All right, Daniel, why don't you tell everybody where they can find us? You can find us online, on social media, on Instagram, and Twitter, movies underscore Bruce. Let us know what you thought of Triple Frontier. Loved it. Hated it. You don't have Netflix, and you don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and also let us know what you're looking forward to and what we should cover next. I'm not sure what we're going to be seeing next week. I'm thinking Jordan Peele's Us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, probably. But I got to watch Get Out first because I still haven't seen that. But well, yeah. Get on it. That'll be fun. We haven't watched a horror movie yet. No, that'd be a fun one to cover. And this looks different. I mean, horror's not my favorite genre, but this looks different. Yeah. I I think I'd probably have more anticipation for it had I seen Get Out. Yeah. But I'll yeah. try and get that in before we go see it. Awesome. And then what do we have the week after that? Dumbo! The world's flying elephant. Yes, we do. And <laughs> I'm not as excited about that one, but I'm interested. Might even have a guess for that one. We'll see. Hopefully. All right. Well, I think that wraps it up here, Daniel. We'll see you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.